Hey everybody, welcome to the Marvel Super Awesome Super Show. My, my name is Creek. My name's John. And boy oh boy, did we have such a good episode. Yeah, so um before we get into the episode, um I wanted to say that we did not record anything last week. Correct. And we that was not. twofold. First is we kind of got, I mean, life just kind of got in our way. I was traveling for work. Andrew was busy with work. So and then I was traveling for an alumni concert. Oh, yeah, then that. Yeah, so, so it just didn't happen. <laughs> and then also last week's episode, it was fine. Like. It was okay, you know? We can do a quick talk about that right now. It was a I great mean, episode. The, it, was, it, it needed to be with episode one. We need to release at the same time. Exactly. And that's really the only thing I have on that episode two. Was like, yeah. It was a fine episode, <clears throat> but it still felt like a pilot episode. And that's... We should Where not be it, using the word pilot, Andrew, just so you know. And I'm going not? to educate the world right here. Oh, a gosh. pilot is only used if you're not sure if your show is going to get greenlit. So you record one episode to kind of gauge audience and all that. A pilot could be a first episode to a show, but it's not necessarily that. Gotcha. Said This still felt like the first episode. A continuation yeah. was still yeah. setting up the story of the world. You're right. It did feel like the pilot episode. God damn it, Andrew. Um, anyway. But yeah, like, I don't really have much on um, episode two other than that. Like, it was fine. Um, I forget episode what the end credit though. scene was. What was the end credit scene for episode two? Because that's honestly what's been the end best part. End credit of it. scene of episode two was She Hulk at her parents' house, taking care of like household chores that they needed someone who was strong to take care of. Right, and then so I will say I have I have these three things written down. I guess on episode two that we can pretty much just jump right into. Um, number one is one that is also a question after this second this third episode is uh, could Power Broker be behind this? Uh, number two was, are we going to see Wong soon? And pretty much all of us agreed that we were going to see Wong on this episode. Um, and we three uh, was, will Charlie Cox be against Jen for the trial? Um, <clears throat> I said it doesn't make sense as to who he'd be defending because it's not really a trial. It's really just a parole hearing. Um, so I'm very curious as to when we're going to get Charlie Cox in here. Oh. But um, yeah. <clears throat> I have a theory on Charlie Cox. And Daredevil. Let's um, let's get into. Yeah. We we can talk that after, but those were just my uh, <clears throat> episode two questions. We'll get into those and the end and the episode three questions after we talk through the episode. I think. Yep. So, episode three kind of starts of starts us where we left off. Um, with a great fourth wall break where Jen's being like, don't worry, it's not going to be a show where it's all about the cameos. 
And she's like, and then, oh god. Every episode so far has only had cameos. Uh Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a little bit of a hint that we're probably going to have cameos every episode. Um, maybe not. Um, we'll see, though. Um, I, I think if so, it kind of, it becomes a, like, it, it stops becoming fun. Like, the idea behind a cameo is that it's supposed to be a fun nod. You know? Yeah. But if it happens all the time, like it loses that sentimental value that you have for the cameos. True. I also feel like all three of these cameos <coughs> work. Like, right. None of them feel forced. Yep. I agree with that. Um, we also get at the very beginning of the episode. Um, a bunch of like social media buzz about She-Hulk, um, which honestly, you could have taken this from like any social media platform from bef- when She-Hulk was announced, or from when She-Hulk, you know, started. Where there's mm-hmm. people like, oh, why do we have to have female superheroes? Yada yada yada. And then there's people like, yeah, no, She-Hulk's great. It's wonderful. I'd smash that. So, like, it was very comforting to, you know, seeing Marvel, the writers, be clever enough to kind of get that in, knowing, like, this is what the buzz is going to be about. With this show. Yeah. Uh, I definitely agree. <laughs> um, after. So. Really. The, this There's the A in the B plot. Show. Um, yep. This whole episode. Uh, obviously pointed out by the last fourth wall break. Where you know. Jen Walters goes. Ah, A and B plots coming together. Nice. Um, a plot being... Coming in from the play, or from into frame to say this also. Yes. Which was hilarious. Um, a plot being Jen Walters dealing with uh, Abomination slash Emil and the Wong situation. Um, and the B plot being... <laughs> um, I don't remember their names, but basically... The guy who looks like that one, yeah, Pug and Pug's person that he's. His name was Derek. Yeah, Derek. Pug and Derek. And Derek basically dating a elf who's pretending to be Megan the Stallion. And probably the best cameo of the entire show. Uh, I don't know who Megan the Stallion is, just so you know. Uh, She is, I believe, a singer. Yeah, yeah, she's a rapper. About her. So, like, that was. that was her. Like, that last song that was, like, <laughs> playing <laughs> was hers. Um, but now she's a, a famous American rapper right now. Um, gotcha. So I thought... All right, sorry guys about that. We are back. Um, 
<clears throat> I was talking about <coughs> Megan Thee Stallion, an American rapper. Um, probably one of the most ridiculous cameos I think we've had in the MCU, and it's actually quite impressive to me that they were able to get her, and it looks like she may be in more episodes if she is now the running client for... Um, I don't know about that. Um, so, I we did hear... So, the, here's the funny thing. Last week, we were told um, from news outlets that Megan Thee Stallion was going to be in the MCU in She-Hulk. And everyone's like, oh my god, what's, who's she going to play? It was funny that it was her. Um, even though she's a client, I don't know if she's going to be the client. Like, what superpowers does Megan the Stallion have or going up against? Well, it's the next one. So, because we get the, uh, the little ending thing of the A and B plot where, um, Jen Walters goes, oh, did Derek just give me an idea? We're going to keep that between us. So what that's inferring to is that Jen has reached out to Megan Thee Stallion saying, hey, you've been impersonated by a... No, um, you missed that. You you misunderstood what she said, Andrew. Because Derek said, "Um, uh, I wish there was some way to inhibit her powers so she doesn't do this again. Correct. And then that gave her the idea to make the deal with the parole board that obviously um, Emil Blowski is reformed. And since you don't trust Abomination, what if we put an inhibitor on him so he does not? Um, no, 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 no. Dennis, yes. or Derek, Derek was, no, Derek was talking about making the stallion. No. Yes. Derek was talking or Andrew, what she says. And it wasn't Derek, it was Pug, but or no, it was Derek. No. It was Derek because she goes, Wow, did Derek just give me an idea? Yeah. No, I I I, pro- I promise you. You have your scenes mixed up, Alan. No, I don't. Okay. Because well. how how else does she get the idea for the inhibitor? She didn't suggest the inhibitor. Yes. It's implied, Andrew. If it's implied, then that doesn't matter because that's not what this is about. I, okay, the, we'll, we'll just move on, but I'm telling you, this is what Megan the Stallion and her are working through. And that uh, Runa, or Runu, or whatever it is, is going to lose, get her powers taken away from her because she's been impersonating a celebrity. And Megan the Stallion is going to have whatever amounts of money, crazy amounts of money to put into it to where it's basically going to be that she she gets it. All right. I have the transcript pulled up, Andrew. Derek, I wish there were... Let me go back a few lines. The sad part is that elf is just going to get a slap on the wrist. I wish there was a way we could remove her powers, make sure she doesn't victimize anyone else. Oh, did Derek Blowski just give me an idea that will stay between us? Yeah. Yeah. The, the idea was- <laughs> is removing her pow- removing powers. I disagree. 
The man, as a condition to his parole, Mr. Blowski is prohibited from turning into abomination indefinitely. It's a condition of his parole. That doesn't usually happen unless there's, like, the attorney has to work with the, um, the, um, what is it called? The, the prosecutor to figure out a deal in these cases. Yes, but I'm still telling you what it also brings is like all Rudu got was a slap on the wrist, like Derek said, and she deserved more. Yes. And now Megan Thee Stallion is going to be one of uh, Jen's clients. It just makes sense. I understand where you're trying to go with this, but I don't think they need to pull that storyline any further. Because what you're trying to say is now Megan Thee Stallion is going to be um, charging for um, likeness and copyright um, infringement, probably. Just impersonation. Yeah, whatever it may be. Yeah. Okay, yeah, exactly. But that, like, where do you go in a fun lawyer show with that? You just go to the next episode. But that's... You you don't, like, it... you then have the show just being about one real legal case. That's a second legal case. Okay, but it's a continuation of the first one, which makes it boring. All right, well, that's my prediction on that. And it's the same kind of like the B. Listen, watch enough television to know B plots hardly ever become A plots. There are a few exceptions to that rule. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty doesn't count. Because Rick and Morty is just Rick and Morty. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Um, yeah, biggest takeaways from the episode is... <laughs> All the fourth wall breaking. Yeah. Very this well is done. This the first real episode that is just She-Hulk attorney at law. Yes. And it was really fun. Um, like, I'm. we also get confirmation of what I said in episode one. Do you remember what I said? No. I said that the story is mostly going to, or the main crux of the story is going to be about um, She-Hulk's blood. Oh, correct. I forgot about that scene. Yep. Yeah. With the record crew. And so that comes to, that guy's name was Thunderbolt. Or his nickname. Well, they were the wrecking crew. That is their comic counterpart. Do you think so? Who is the boss? That is the question. Great question. I. So, comic wise, one of She Hulk's biggest adversaries is uh, Titania. Um, mm-hmm. Titania is the woman we see at the very beginning of, or at the very end of episode one. 
Yeah. The really strong woman. Yes. Um, she is also apparently in universe based on like just newsfeed and all this stuff. It seems like she's just a influencer on like Instagram or some shit. My gut is telling me that she is the boss. That she was like, ooh, that She-Hulk's got stronger strength than I have. And stronger durability. I want that. Plus, she's got all this fame right now. Yeah, I I think that could be possible. I still am voting for... um, What's her name? Power Broker? Not Power Broker. Sharon Carter? Who was Power Broker? No, the other lady who's in charge of like putting together the Thunderbolts or whoever the. Oh, uh, Valentina de la Fontaine. Yeah, I maybe, but she doesn't need another super soldier. You know? Yeah, maybe. Got one already. Like, cause look, look at this through like the, the aspect of the MCU. Right. Like, if you were in-universe, they would be out of the super soldier serum. They have no more of it. Steve Rogers' blood, gone. How do you make more super soldiers? How do you make more superheroes? Well, we could try to get Hulk, but we don't know where he is. Oh, there's this new Hulk. Let's try to get her blood. And synthesize a new super soldier serum out of her blood. So, whoever it is, is focused on making more super soldiers. Or getting their own super soldier serum for themselves. Correct. I don't know. I I hope it's someone other than whoever that first person was. The prison. Titania. uh, Titania. I just because like I want it to be a bigger threat, but not like I I want it to like I want to see how it builds into the full MCU. Right. I will say one. Well, there's a couple things. Off of your point, what I think this show has going for it is that you know every episode or every two episodes is kind of its own adventure. Right? Yeah. Into law. Um, and honestly, I feel like, maybe not into law, but I feel like Daredevil was very similar, at least the first season and a half. It was like each uh, episode was self-contained with a big, larger plot being Wilson no, Fisk. You did not watch season one correctly then. Uh, that Every episode, episode builds off of the last. Yeah, but it's also self-contained. Not always. No... There's like one or two. Like the plot with the kid. The plot with. um, What's her face? Well, yeah, all of the. They were like. Every, so there's two, two po- times. And there's eight episodes. That's a fourth, Andrew. That's not majority of the episodes. Okay, well, we've only had two, three episodes. Right. Out of 12. That's a fourth. You never know. All right. Continue what you're saying. 
Um, I, I think it's going to build off of these things that happened in previous movies that were like, oh, cool, it's a connected universe. But like, there's <clears throat> questions behind <throat> it. For example, we now know why Hulk was human at the end of Shang-Chi. We and, now know... Hmm? Well, and also in Endgame, he had like... Oh, never mind. Ignore me. Well, yeah, no, no, no. He also had a broken arm, and then he was able to use... And Infinity War, and how he was able to have it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We also learned that... um. We saw Abomination fight Wong um, in Shang-Chi, and we got that explained. And the ramifications for that. Um, the MCU has tons of these, like, not plot holes, but, like, loose threads that can easily be explained within this show and be explored. Um, yeah. Which I, I think is great. And the other thing that's great about this show is the amount of episodes we're getting and how long each episode is. Yeah, how long was this episode? <coughs> this was, in Disney Plus, it was 35 minutes. So it was about 30-ish minutes. 30-ish actual yeah. minutes. Which is about as long as like the longest episode of WandaVision. Yeah. Which is great. Because that means, like, every episode has been about this long as well. Which is going to mean that this is the probably longest show we have so far on Disney+. Plus, Content-wise. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think, I think it's going to be really good. And, like, as far as, like, the overall... Full, uh, macro picture of the show because of how slow they can go. Yeah. Like, I mean, yes, these two episodes, like, I mean, I guess, yes, we went through an entire getting the abomination freed within two episodes, but at the same time, it's like, I feel like in other series, we would have seen that done in one episode. Well, technically, so, like, she still kind of did get abomination free in one episode right yeah the f first episode you know sets up who she is and beforehand um second episode gets her to her adventuring location right and she then had to deal with the moral ambiguity of you know helping someone who fought her brother or her cousin so it was like hmm can I do this? Should I do this? Um, and then she ended up agreeing with it. What I am expecting next episode is we are going to get someone to come in, some superhero problem, um, and that entire episode be devoted to solving whatever that next legal thing is. I also have another theory that could be happening, but we'll see. Yeah. I'll let you I... finish talking or, you know, talking about the episode before I get into my theories. 
Well, I mean, there, there's not really much more I have on <laughs> the episode. Um, uh, my, I guess I don't really have theories. I have questions, but now I forgot them all because I didn't. Yeah. Well, um, let's let's talk about the questions you have lingering yes. from episode two. So from episode two, uh, Wong was already answered. We kind of already talked about Power Broker slash, uh, what's her name, Defane. La, yeah. La Defane, wherever. La Fontaine. Mm-hmm. The, the fancy girl. And uh, Charlie Cox, where where do you see him coming in? So that goes with my next prediction. So I, so there's a couple things I'm predicting that will happen. Um, one of them is based around the attempted mugging that just happened. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, She-Hulk needs legal defense because she was assaulted. She and she defended thing. herself. Right. You know? Um, she's going to take it through the legal system. Oh, let us use one of our lawyers on retainer to take care of this for you so that way you're not defending yourself. It doesn't go against your record. Yeah. Enter Charlie Cox. Um, so that's one idea. Um, that's also how I think Charlie Cox comes into the picture. Oh, that's the question I'm answering. The other thing it could be is so in the comics, the Young Avengers, their biggest thing that they have to deal with comic wise is a law that comes in called Kamala's law. Kamala's law states that any superhuman under the age of 21 must have their powers inhibited uh, for their own personal protection. So they can't be superheroes. Interesting. Yes. I think we're starting to see this that kind of thread be pulled along in the MCU as well. Um think of Miss Marvel for example. Um they wanted to capture Miss Marvel um detain her for her powers. You know? They don't want to have another vigilante. Spider-Man's a little different because he's college-aged now. Yeah. Um, No, we could see that. Um, Yeah. And so Charlie Cox could come in um, kind of, you know, saying going against the, um, the law that's coming in saying, no, we should not have this law, and defending an anonymous group of young superheroes. Um, Then She-Hulk then has to represent the other side because they were hired by the government or something to fight against it. Or, or fight, fight Charlie Cox's side and fight for the law. Yeah, 
I could see something like that, but maybe like there's a lot of what we've seen from Charlie Cox in Daredevil is he's always like kind of fighting for like the the little guy. And well, what's littler than a kid? Well, no, I'm 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 just thinking. <clears throat> I I feel like when we see Charlie Cox is going to be um maybe a superhero assaults not even a hero someone who could be framed as a hero somehow us like in the math of them saving someone injures or hurts a kid collateral damage you mean yeah essentially there's collateral damage and that it's you know charlie cox kind of fending for them and that all leading to that whole camilla's um law like i could see that happening <laughs> like let's say yeah. it's I don't think it would be Spider-Man because then we're getting ridiculous with the amount of cameos. But like, I could see Spider-Man though. It would he be has... ridiculous and actual upset. I I, well, I don't. It could. Remember. I could. See, I could see it being Spider-Man, but not being Spider-Man in person, like being actually shown. Oh yeah, you mean like them them saying, "I'm representing my client." Um, Spider-Man, uh, he cannot appear today due to his own personal safety. Yeah, like, I, I do not want a Spider-Man cameo. I do not think that would be good. Yeah, plus that would use up one of his, like, appearances that Tom Holland can have in live-action Spider-Man. Exactly. That too. Um, yeah, Sony just needs to sell Spider-Man. Fuck Sony. I'm... I've used our one fuck for the show. Oh, why'd you fucking use it already? Edit out these fucks. Who's fucking editing this? Uh, oh, shit, it's me. You are. <laughs> oh, and I got Splice 2 sounds. T- er, yeah. Shit. Um... Did you have any thoughts on who the boss is? Uh, nah, De La Fontaine or Power Broker oh, is right. who I'd want it to be. Honestly, I want it to be Power Broker, I think, more than anyone. But who knows? What about? I just had this thought. I don't know. If... We're going to see Daredevil, right? That would be it's... ridiculous, and I don't get how or why. Why no, is no, no, he? No. <laughs> Not saying he's the boss. Ooh, what if it's Fisk? That's what I'm saying. Ooh. I like it. Because, like, here's the thing. In Hawkeye, Wilson Fisk seems stronger, more resilient than before. In... There's been some pre... Or some production photos leaked of Wilson Fisk in the Echo Show. And he physically looks bigger and stronger, more like the comic version of Wilson Fisk. Or for those of you who watch um, Into the Spider-Verse, the Into the Spider-Verse version of Wilson Fisk, where he's just this giant human being. Um, what if it's using the super soldier serum generated by Hulk DNA? 
because that... you'll somehow get it. I could see that, and I think that would be really, really cool. I think that would be a great way to play off all of this. And then, oh god, I'm getting into crazy theories now. And then, um, what's her name? Uh, She-Hulk wants to sue Wilson Fisk for um stealing personal information, right? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Daredevil's defending her. Um. And they fail. Right? Which then leads into Wilson Fisk's next big move. Mayor of New York City. Because that's where he currently is in the comics. Jeez, that would be insane. I'm just throwing it out there. It'd be it'd be crazy. It would be. There's like, you you've heard of the the ninety, uh, fifty percent one percent, or fifty percent ten percent one percent predictions, right? So it's like, what do you have ninety percent confidence is going to happen? What do you have fifty percent confidence is going to happen? Ten percent confidence, one percent confidence. This is my point one percent confidence on this entire storyline. Yeah. Parts of this I think could happen. Like I could see this being another Wilson Fisk thing. Hiring yeah. a crew of people to steal some DNA. Well, I could like, see it almost being like a a Wilson Fisk thing, kinda like Hawkeye. Like Hawk, Fisk was not the necessarily the ultimate bad guy in Hawk. like yes he was but he was not there a lot like no, I feel he was like in the background could, this could be something that just like slowly builds and then we find out it's Fisk but he's still not in the foreground and it's building up to Daredevil Reborn where like really we're getting into that Daredevil Hawkeye and yeah. getting a lot of together well I, the, I'm the team other Fisk thing, now the other thing with it being Fisk is I believe the Wrecking Crew, which are the people that mugged She-Hulk once again, um, they usually work for like Fisk or like someone else who's like rich money bags that don't want to get their hands dirty. Yeah. So it's there's comic ties to this as well. Yeah. Oh boy. I think, I think that could happen. Um <coughs> any last closing remarks? No, no, I think we're good. I've got a uh, one last closing remark. I officially have a new job. Ooh, really? Yes. Full-time podcaster? Uh, get in the amusement park. Yeah, yeah, full-time podcaster, everybody. Hey, I'll be podcasting my entire life 24-7 on a live stream. That's called vlogging? Um, nope, nope, nope. It's going to be released on Spotify and Apple Music <laughs> or Apple Podcasts um, immediately. So uh, each podcast is a second long, and you just play them all back to back to back to back, and they upload immediately after I uh, say, say anything. Um, I'm running uh, 
I've got six Raspberry Pis in my backpack, and uh, they're constantly running. Um, I've got two car batteries as well in that backpack, as well as uh, two microphones, one for me router? and one for anyone else. Uh, uh, we're just running off my phone. You got spotty connection, don't you? Uh, no, no. Uh, 5G, LTE, whatever. Uh, no, but actually, uh, let's <clears throat> I have a new job that will be starting uh, the, these next three weeks. I'm actually working nonstop until September 19th. Uh, it's not fun to say that I have zero days off until September 19th. But um, starting September 12th uh, is when I begin the full-time drumming in the amusement park that i work at up here um i'll be awesome drumming for uh the boneyard bangers um it'll be very fun and i'm very excited so yeah i'm really proud of you andrew that's great thanks on that joyful note uh this has been the marvel super awesome super show thanks for listening